are continuing our series on who God is and looking at a different character trait each week. And um, Will will be teaching us this morning from Psalm 136. This is a responsorial song, so a little bit different this morning. I'm going to read one verse and you are going to follow along on the screen. Uh, You will answer back to me for his love. His steadfast love endures forever. Every time you see that, please say that as one voice. All right, here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone does great wonders. To him whom by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over the day. The moon and stars to rule over the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. And brought Israel out from among them. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. And killed mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel, his servant. It is he who remembered us in our low estate. And rescued us from our foes. He who gives food to all flesh. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Let's pray together. Father, there is just something so beautiful about hearing all of you the people in this room in one voice recognizing and acknowledging and praising you that your steadfast love does indeed endure forever. We thank you for it. We thank you for your steadfast love, for your faithfulness to us throughout all generations. You have been a God of faithfulness and mercy and grace and long-suffering and patience, and we thank you for that. 
And Father, we pray now as Will comes up to teach us this morning that you would um, bless the work of his hands, that you would use it to draw our hearts closer to you, that you would make us eager listeners today, and that we would collectively, as your children, bring you great glory. In your name we pray, amen. Good morning. I hate to break it to you guys, but the call and response is numb. So we're continuing in our series, God Is. And today I have the exciting opportunity to talk to you about one of my favorite attributes of God, his faithfulness. Um, Today we are talking about how God is faithful. So as I thought of a good way to introduce this topic, I tried thinking of an example of faithfulness that many of us encounter regularly. So Um, By a show of hands, who in here has a dog or would say that they like dogs? Fair amount of people. So my wife and I, we both like dogs, and we particularly like our dog. Here's a picture of us with our dog. That is Odin. Um, And he's a pretty fun dog. For the most part, he listens to us well, and he really just loves to do whatever we're doing. That's his driving force, is doing whatever Anna and I are doing. I would say... He's faithful to us. And the thing that he is the most faithful in doing is greeting us at the door when we get home. Who else experiences that, those who have a dog? Greeting you at the door when you get home. He is always so happy to see us. In that aspect, I would say that his faithfulness is unmatched. You can ask Anna. I do not always greet her at the door, wagging my tail and crying out of excitement to see her. But Odin... (laughs) He is so faithful in doing that. Now, obviously, God is way more faithful than a dog. But I hope that this idea gets us thinking about the idea of faithfulness. The definition of faithfulness is remaining loyal or steadfast. And the psalm we're looking at this morning is a very exciting one because it shows us God's faithfulness through his steadfast love. And it does this, in my opinion, in a very fun way. It takes us on a journey through the story of Israel. And along the way, we get to see some of the ways that God's faithfulness was on display in Israel's history. So I'm going to invite you to go on this journey with me this morning. To fully understand our passage for today, we really do need to understand what type of psalm it is, though. Um, Psalm 136 is what's known as a descriptive praise psalm. It describes why we should praise God. And so this psalm is calling uh, readers to give praise to God, and the question that we need to ask is why? Why should we give praise to God? Now the ultimate answer, and where we're going to arrive, is that his faithfulness and steadfast love for us should cause us to praise him. So let's go on that journey and arrive there together. Like I said before, the call and response is not finished up, but we're going to break up this, um, this chapter into different sections of verses. So we're going to start in verses 1 through 4, same type of thing. I'm going to read the first part. You guys respond, please. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. Great. You guys are so good at this. This is perfect. So our journey 
through this psalm, it starts with who God is. It says, he is good. A fitting quote on God's goodness, it comes from a theologian named Charles Spurgeon. And this is what he says about God. He is good beyond all others. Indeed, he alone is, the highest, is good in the highest sense. He is the source of good, the good of all good, the sustainer of good, the perfecter of good, and the rewarder of good. For this, he deserves the constant gratitude of his people. God is good. Next, it says that he is the God of gods and Lord of lords. So not only is God supremely good, he is better and more perfect than all other gods and lords put together. In these few verses, as well as the rest of the psalm, we are told that God, who is supremely good and better than all other gods, has a steadfast love that endures forever. Now, it might seem overdone and maybe a little wild to repeat that phrase so many times, but if it's going to repeat it that many times, there's probably a point, right? The point is that it illustrates how available God's love is and how faithful he is in giving it to us. It is always available, and that is a very good thing because we are always in need of it. So moving on to the next section, this is where we begin working towards the story of Israel. Verses 5 through 9, same thing, I'm going to read the first part and then you guys follow. To him who by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over the day. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. So these verses, they should immediately take us back to the story of Genesis. To him who by understanding made the heavens, spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. Right back to Genesis where we see God create the world and everything in it. In order to understand God's faithfulness uh, in showing his steadfast love, we really do need to go back to the beginning, right? If his steadfast love does endure forever, if he truly is faithful, then we're going to have no problem going back to the beginning to see that. So since this is a psalm and it's supposed to be sung, it seems appropriate that we use a music analogy here. I have a question. Who has been moved to tears by a song before? worship song or any other song. I have as well. Another question, would that song have moved you to tears if you didn't start at the beginning? For me, I would say no. A song that moves you to tears, it has a building effect. It causes your emotions to be moved because if you start in the middle of the song, you're not going to get the full building effect. You have to go all the way back to the beginning. And that's what's going on in verses 5 through 9. We have to go back to the beginning to fully understand the greatness and power of God's steadfast love that endures forever. So after we see God's faithfulness in creation, moving on, we're going to immediately have an example of God's steadfast love and faithfulness to Israel. It doesn't just say, look at the beginning where God's love burst on the scene and then stop there, because that wouldn't mean that his steadfast love endures forever. This psalm is calling its readers to continue on that journey that shows God's faithfulness and steadfast love. 
Now moving on to verses 10 through 15. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two and made Israel pass through the midst of it. but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. You guys are killing it. Keep it up, all right? So where does this journey take us next? To Egypt. The psalmist is pointing us to the book of Exodus where God's people have been enslaved for over 400 years. And in Exodus, we meet a guy named Moses who God uses to bring deliverance to his people. In this psalm, we start right at the climax of the Exodus story, just after the very first Passover. It says, to him who struck down the firstborn in Egypt. And that should take readers immediately to the tenth plague that God sent to Egypt. You see, God's desire was to see his people freed from slavery, and he made a way for that to happen. After he frees his people from slavery, we see the parting of the Red Sea and God's amazing escape plan for the Israelites as Pharaoh and his armies pursue them. As we move through the psalm following those two amazing stories of God's faithfulness, uh, we find Moses in the book of Exodus thanking God for what he did. Exodus 15.13 says, You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You guided them by your strength to your holy abode. Moses, he recognized God's steadfast love at work. And these are all things that point to his faithfulness. His unchanging desire to love and save his people led him to redeem his people and save them from his slavery or from their slavery in Egypt. As we move through this psalm, we're seeing the layers of God's steadfast love building and his faithfulness building on top of themselves. So not only was his steadfast love on display in the beginning, he has been working all throughout history. And the next section continues to show us that. So far, we've looked at God's greatness in creation, God's redemption in Egypt, and now we are going to look at God's provision in the wilderness in verses 16 through 22. To him who led his people through the wilderness... To him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel, his servant. So this journey now continues in the book of Deuteronomy. The Israelites, after being enslaved in Egypt, uh, enter the wilderness where God provides for them for 40 years. He provides guidance, food, water, leadership, healing, and the list could go on and on. God was faithful faithful in providing for the Israelites in the wilderness, and that is only because of God's steadfast love. 
After 40 years in the wilderness, God brings Israel into the promised land, but the story's not over. There are obstacles in the way. The psalmist points us to God's steadfast love and faithfulness in providing victory in battle and also giving Israel the land that was promised to them. The list of ways that God was faithful, it continues growing. Not only have we seen God's faithfulness in creation, but now we've also seen it in Israel's redemption from Egypt and provision for Israel in the wilderness and the promised land. The next part of the psalm now is where it closes. This is the climax. This is really what we've been building towards. We've watched this psalm take us on a journey through history where God's steadfast love and faithfulness have been on display. So now let's look at verses 23 through 26. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state and rescued us from our foes. He who gives food to all flesh, give thanks to the God of heaven. You guys did it. That's all the call and response for the morning, okay? But that doesn't mean you can just shut your brains off now because we're getting to the good stuff. After talking about the ways that God was faithful to Israel, this psalm, it makes a quick transition. It says, it is he who remembered us in our low estate. So instead of talking about his faithfulness in the past, we are now talking about God's faithful help in the present. Looking back and seeing ways that God has been faithful will always be good, will always be uh, be beneficial, and that will always have a place. But we can't stop there. If his steadfast love truly does endure forever, how could we stop there? It doesn't endure forever if it just stops with Israel. So let's ask the question, does God's steadfast love endure forever? Is God faithful? The answer is yes. And how do we know Israel in powerful and miraculous ways? But like the psalm says, when he remembered us in our lowest state, he showed us the ultimate act of love and faithfulness. He sent Jesus to die on a cross And that ultimately paid the penalty for our unfaithfulness. What's truly remarkable about God, though, is is his faithfulness to us, or what's truly remarkable about about God and his faithfulness to us is the fact that we are so incredibly unfaithful to him. You know, there are times where we repeatedly and deliberately do what we want, and we can't stop. Our unfaithfulness to God, it's more than enough for him to turn his back on us, but he doesn't. Why? Because he's faithful. His steadfast love, it has no beginning, and it has no end. We can know that he is faithful because of how consistently and repeatedly he shows us love and forgives us. In another psalm, we can see this very, very clearly. Psalm 103, verses 8 through 13, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. 
As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And that's amazing. In the middle of our unfaithfulness, God remains so faithful. And as I think about my own life, there are so many ways that God has been faithful to me. You know, me standing here is actually a testimony to God's faithfulness. So let me tell you a story about that. When I was in high school, about the same age as many of my students, I was facing the question, what's next? What am I going to do after high school? So I was planning to attend college, and I was planning to run track and cross country in college. And that was the only thing that was dictating my decision on where I would go to college. I wasn't looking for direction from God. I was really relying on myself and myself alone. Long story short, I I had decided to attend Michigan State, and I was very, very excited about that. Even though I I was excited, something still felt kind of off. I didn't have peace about the decision. So the summer before I started college, I was on a mission trip in Oklahoma with my youth group. And while running one morning, I completely lost my desire to run. I still haven't found it, but I completely lost my desire to run. I stopped in the middle of my run and walked back to where we were staying because something just felt off. I had this heaviness over my college decision. I I didn't feel like I was doing the right thing. Through some conversations with my youth pastor, I really felt like the Lord was leading me in a different direction. You see, a few years prior to that trip, I had felt God start leading me towards being a youth pastor. But for the most part, I had ignored his leading. My pride and my desire to do things my way, they wouldn't allow me to listen to God. And after we came home from that trip, I talked with my parents and my family about the things that were going on in my mind and in my heart. God had broken through to my hardened heart and softened it to his leading. Through prayer and God's faithful leading, the decision was made that I wouldn't be attending Michigan State anymore. Instead, I was going to pursue a degree in youth ministry at Johnson University, which is where I went to school. And let me tell you, God was so faithful and loving in that process. There are so many details that I could share of the ways that I saw God's faithfulness throughout that process, but one that sticks out is this. God didn't stop pursuing me, even in the middle of my unfaithfulness. He was so faithful and patient in leading me to where he wanted me. His faithfulness, though, it didn't stop there. Through college, I met some of my best friends. I met my wife. And all of that has led me here to where I am at Grace. Getting joked up again. I did it during first service too. (laughs) In my unfaithfulness over the years, God has remained faithful. He has provided me with everything that I could ever need. And it's truly amazing. It causes me to praise him. So as we get ready to close down our service for the morning... I want to encourage you to reflect on your own life. See where God has been faithful and praise him for that. It's very, very important because if we can't do that, what else do we have to praise him for? Let's tie this all together. God's steadfast love and faithfulness was on display in creation. 
in the history of the nation of Israel and on the cross. But it doesn't stop there. His steadfast love continues to be on display to this day. We should always let this psalm of praise guide us towards praising him for the ways that he has been so incredibly faithful to us. But it should also build our confidence toward the future, knowing that his steadfast love, it didn't stop on the cross. That was the most important display of his steadfast love, but that wasn't the end of his steadfast love. It is vitally important for believers to remember the ways that God has shown us his steadfast love in the past so that we can walk confidently into the future, knowing that his steadfast love truly does endure forever. Let's pray. God, I am just so thankful for your word and and this psalm that uh, just should cause us to praise you today. God, that's my reflecting on the ways that we've seen your steadfast love and faithfulness in our own lives, and we praise you for that. God, it was on display in the cross and uh, on the cross in the most beautiful way, but um, God, you're so faithful in all the little things as well, and that's just amazing. You're such a caring and loving God in, in ways that we'll never be able to understand, and so God, please just allow our praise to, to not fall on deaf ears, God. We, we just want to thank you for the ways that you're faithful to us. It's in Jesus' name.